All right, everybody. Hello, hey. and welcome to another episode of Would You Give It a Second Chance? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And this is episode 70 of the show where, hey, we ask you how it was and ask you, would you ever do that again? Yeah. Uh, sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. no. But here's a question. How are you, Jonathan? Uh, I'm doing well. How Excellent. are you? Yeah. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of interesting uh, response from our previous episode. Yeah, you know, we were talking about uh, relationships mm-hmm. and uh, then booty calls. You always have one. Are you going to go back? Right. And, uh, you know, telling some stories about, you know, try to be serious. Right. I know it can be sometimes a funny thing. A lot of people took my stories uh, the joking route. So seeing a lot of those hits on Twitter and Facebook. Yep. It, I kind mean, it's, me it's episode 69. I feel like we couldn't do any other topic. Yeah, people are going to... But, uh, yeah, it's always weird to talk about those second night stands. Yeah. 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 Because then it's sort of like, are you dating? Are you not dating? Nope. No. Well, and if you would like to hear more, check out the previous episode. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, very deep stuff. Yeah. And uh, you know what? We At least we're getting feedback, so keep the responses coming. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I do have a, a weird... Uh, second chance story. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so you know how like sometimes I, I watch a show and then I'm like, mm-hmm, and then it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 let's give it a second chance. Yes. Uh, started watching the second season of Rick and Morty. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Good, and, good. I know Finally. you uh, enjoyed it. Oh, I was God. the first season was like, mm, oh, I don't still right. don't know why you Dr- feel that way. drunk people writing, drunk people, you know, it's recording. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of drunk people. It's also involved. excellent science fiction. Uh, but. The the straight yeah, speaking of science fiction, like the first episode of the second season, mm-hmm. there was uh this time continuum thing. Yeah. It was like they 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 you could see all of the different timelines and they were yeah, they were just screwing it up. It was very confusing. Yeah, so it was like uh the one person would be doing one thing and the other person like so that's like Morty would be saying something, but then in the other block summer would be different yeah or yeah. summer was doing it and right. then like the goal was to try to get everybody to sync back up so right. that it became one world but i i still feel like at even at the end of that that there's still some boxes somewhere probably and yeah uh, yeah it's very confusing based yeah. on real science the copenhagen interpretation that says uh, if if there is a choice to be made in the universe then it will happen in two different universes yeah, i appreciate you keep trying to push me to start taking that second look at science as a you know, minor, but I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Well, I like that story, but I don't like that our guest is missing. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about, uh, you know, second chances when it came to leaving a profession and coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, a coworker of mine, um, Scott, was going to come in and talk about his basketball coaching. Right. Um, he had to drop it once he left. Uh, Buffalo, and then he came here to Baltimore, mm-hmm. and he uh, he was going to talk to us about giving basketball coaching a second chance here in Baltimore. Yeah, um, but he is literally up to his you know neck with papers and assessments Ugh. at school. With it being the that's a um, horrifying thought up to yeah, your, being school. up to your neck in paperwork. Yeah, well, uh, maybe we'll give him a second chance to yeah. come be a guest on the show. But in the meantime, nice. well, we we got to get an episode recorded. Uh, I think uh, we can just do what we've talked about before, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll flip a coin. Yeah, so we've only done this once before. Right. 
uh, and we're giving it a second chance now. Yeah. Uh, not you know not too many complaints about it the first time. And uh, so we're gonna flip a coin, and whoever uh, I guess you're gonna flip, I'll I'll call it, and okay. then uh, whoever wins the coin toss will be the interviewer. Okay. And we'll find out a little bit more about the interviewee. All right. You ready? All right. Yep. Calling it. Uh, I call heads. Uh, and it's tails. Oh, hey, it's tails. Hey, look at All that. All right. So you're gonna do the interview. All right. And it looks like I'm gonna be the guest. All right. Okay, so um, unless there's anything else. No, let's get to it. All right, we'll be right back. It's time for you to pump up your living room. Get the Relaxo 6000. It's powered to the max. Your uncle will never want to leave the living room again. Don't give that crappy chair a second chance. Make sure to make it the 6000. The Relaxo 6000. To the max. Hi, everyone. So, as you know, uh, we... Flip the coin, and our guest today is Marty. Hi. Yeah. So do you want to introduce yourself to... Sure. Uh, my name is Marty. I am a co-host on this podcast, yeah. and uh, by day, I am a web developer, mm -hmm. I guess is the easiest thing to say. I write code. I manage servers. Uh, I build back-end stuff and front-end stuff for websites for a company called Adafruit, okay. uh, which designs, manufactures, and sells uh, open-source electronics. So... Circuit boards, uh, chips, like things to do anything you want, like interacting with the real world, sensing, building Internet of Things devices, mm. wearables, really, really cool stuff. And all of it's open. So like right. you you have this everything all the way down to the schematics and the source code that runs on those chips. Really cool folks to work with. Yeah. Having that been sort of your your path that you've taken in life, mm -hmm. you know, wanted to talk about something that you've done once and I want to see if you want to go back and take right. a second chance at it. Yeah. Um, so could you talk to us a little bit about um, the time that you actually taught a college course? Yeah. So uh, my first time teaching a, a college course, I taught a class at MICA here, the Maryland Institute right. College of Art, about 3D printing and uh, other digital manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So the the class was called Interactive Arts Fab Lab, and it was basically a a class that was meant for interactive arts students uh, who do all kinds of stuff. So they in their curriculum they have um, like game design, they have a lot of programming, and they do some interesting um, like interactive digital stuff. But they also encourage them to make physical things, right. you know, make installations or or interesting artifacts and. They have facilities for this, so right. they have a lab with 3D printers, uh, different kinds, uh, some very fancy. So everything from like uh, the the like open source but very thrown together RepRap uh, systems, which uh, are always fun and uh, fall apart all the time, uh, to some other handmade stuff. There's one in there called the Jimmy that's made by students at MICA. Okay, uh, it's all made out of HDPE, which is like this hefty, hefty milk jug plastic. Okay. I mean, in a milk jug, it's very light because right. it's very thin. But this stuff is made out of like half inch thick okay. plastic, uh, so very sturdy stuff. But then they also have the the expensive machines, so like powder based printers. Uh, that like if you were to order something from a service like Shapeways, you send them a 3D model. They send you back a nice plastic object, um, very nice surface detail. That's going to be done on a powder printer, and Micah yeah. has that as well. Um, so my my teaching was uh, about how to do basic 3D modeling um, the hard way. So I didn't let them uh, start out using any of the nice tools. That's so, important. Yeah, none of the nice like sculpt based modelers, uh, none of the like Pro E or like real engineering based modelers. So nothing that understands physics. Right. 
uh, they had to basically write programs to generate 3D models and we would do uh, 3D printing. And then we also did a section on uh, laser cutting because okay. when you, when it comes down to making stuff, like it can actually be a lot easier to work in 2D and then assemble things. So laser cutters are uh, always a really good option for that. So when you say assembling things, you, I, I know you were a part of a project that you would... Um create a piece of uh, a figure mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then you would mail it and they would put it together. I think the last one you did was um... a sculpt of uh, Ed Growl. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, that's called we, the builders okay. and that's at we, the builders.com. We're actually just getting ready to do a new project, which should be fun, but that started as a, I want to remember the name of the event. I think it was called art bites. Okay. And that was at the Walters art museum here in Baltimore. And it was basically a hackathon where, they would give us access to the museum and then any stuff that the museum had in terms of like digital archives or um, just like fun things. And the, the goal was to either make the art at the museum more accessible or interesting in some way. And uh, my buddy Todd Blatt basically pulled together a team of people who worked together to make a crowdsourced platform for 3D printing. So we scanned a bust of George Washington which is an interesting one because it came from the Washington Monument here in Baltimore, okay. uh, which was under construction at the time. So they had moved the statue out of the monument into the Walters for safekeeping while they worked on the, the big monument yeah. itself. And uh, we, with the help of folks called Direct Dimensions, who are they're a really nice 3D scanning company here in Baltimore. They're out in Owings Mills. They do a ton of stuff for movies. So like all the most recent Marvel stuff, right. like... Any anytime you a person is getting replaced by a digital per version of them, they probably did the scanning. Wow! Right? Yeah, they're yeah. pretty cool folks. So they came and scanned the statue, and then uh, Todd and uh, another guy. Oh no, I'm gonna forget his name, but he's he's wonderful. He does uh, he sells 3D printed versions of memes online. Uh, so okay. if you would like to have your own like uh, Shiba Inu from the the Doge meme, right. or like the Success Kid, the little kid pumping his fist, yeah. like. You can buy those from him. Ryan Kittleson is his name. I knew if I talked long enough. Yeah, you find it. Yeah. Uh, they they spent uh, almost a whole day like slicing the model up into printer sized chunks. Wow. And then uh, me and a guy named Dave Fine and Amy, my wife, we sat down and built a website for uh, basically putting those chunks online, rendering little pictures of them, and letting people come and claim them. So you could say, "I want the, I want a piece," and right. it'll hand you a random piece. And then you have to print it and take a picture of it to prove you did it and then uh, mail it to us. Mm. And uh, then we just take that and a bunch of tables and a bunch of glue and a weekend and put it all together. Nice. So uh, I know we're backtracking from the uh, college course a little bit, but sure. I just... Uh, Sorry, I do go on. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, and as the guest, you're allowed to. All right. um, but one of the things that you said was a hackathon. And mm -hmm. I know for some of our listeners, they may not be aware of what a hackathon is. Sure. So could you just like briefly, briefly? I'll, I'll try to yeah, keep it. Try brief. to... Uh, well, okay, that means I'll leave out the part where I talk about what is a real hackathon versus what is a startup weekend or a money making prospect. But I, I will keep it short and say a hackathon is a short time boxed event, usually a weekend, okay. where people come together to work on projects they wouldn't normally work on. Okay. Sometimes it's themed like the uh, the Walters uh, art hackathons. Uh, sometimes it's open ended, and you see a lot of like apps come out of those more than anything else. Else apps or uh, little startup websites, right. but sometimes it can be really fun stuff. So in Baltimore, we've had a few of them. Yeah. Uh, there's one called the Baltimore Hackathon that seems to go on about every two years or so, where they actually invite like 
interesting hardware hacking. So bring electronics or make something right. by, like with your hands and not just like for computer startups. Right. Yeah, it's it's important for people to know that like you're not hacking into bank accounts. Right. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's an event. I'm sure someone's done that. Well, but, yeah. Uh, that reminds me of one of my favorite hackathon. Uh, there's there's a I think it's called like stupid the dumb ideas hackathon or something like that. It's it's got a very good name. Yeah. Uh, where a guy made a an app. I think he called it like picnic or mystery picnic, but it would uh it would go on to like one of the the fast delivery websites mm. and choose a random restaurant and choose random items and order it and then choose a random location on Google Maps and have it sent to that address and then order you an Uber to come get you and take you to that address. And like the guy just built this at, at his like bad ideas hackathon. And then he actually went and did it and it was it was a disaster. Yeah, I it can imagine. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, so going back to, um, you working at Micah, yes. like what brought that opportunity to you? Um, it's hard for me to remember. I, so I worked for a company called MakerBot and, uh, I was, um, a programmer there on the, the website of things, obviously. And I had sort of spoken in that capacity at a few events yep. in Baltimore. So there was a, a fun one called Betamore, uh, where we, we were presenting like, Hey, we make 3d printers. Here's what they can do. Check out our website Thingiverse, which is sort of like YouTube for stuff. Right. So it's a, an online repository where you can download 3d models. And that actually took place on Micah's campus, like in, in the lab, okay. uh, it's called the DFAB, uh, the digital fabrication lab. And, uh, so I kind of met people through there okay. And uh, Ryan, who's one of the faculty there, suggested me uh, because they were looking for someone to teach as they like shuffled schedules around. Right. And uh, I uh, went out to uh, Brewer's Art for some beers with him. And it turns out like three resurrections in is a good time to ask me to do ridiculously ambitious things like yeah. teach a class for the first time. Uh, because it, it was a 12 week course and it was going to meet every week for like three plus hours. No longer than that. It was like a, cause it's a full day, uh, with a lunch break in the middle. It was nine to noon and then another, yeah. So it was like six hours okay. uh, every week, which was supposed to be like part learning and part lab. And I agreed to it and, and did it. <laughs> and it was very crazy. Did, um, so is there any, um, did you get any like special, uh, features for being a teacher at Micah? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, like anytime you're faculty, you get a faculty ID right. and you can like then wander around campus uh, freely, go into buildings, look at cool stuff. Uh, I had access to the DFAB, which was very cool. They also have a uh, another lab for interactive arts students that has um, some nicer 3D printers. Mm -hmm. So I had access to that stuff and that was um, pretty fun. It was also just kind of neat. Like at the time I lived nearby Micah, but I never had any reason to be over there. Right. Uh, but it's a nice little campus. Like even though it's right off the highway, it's uh, got a lot of green spaces yeah. and a lot of fancy buildings. Um, so I think I, that's probably about it. Like uh, they pay a little bit. Yeah. You know, as an adjunct, you don't really get paid very much. Did you uh, Did you find yourself spending a lot of time outside of the the class there at Micah at any point? Um, not as much. I mean, it would pretty much be my entire day to go there. Right. So like the class would start at nine. So I would need to be there early. Uh, for, in a lot of cases I needed to go to one building, pick up one of the nice printers, carry it down to the classroom, uh, in the station building. And that way we would have a, a guaranteed working printer, uh, because a lot of the printers were, were down. They were, right. 
uh, they were changing lab managers okay. that year. And so the new guy was uh, taking a long time to spin up. A lot of his student help was now busy and didn't have time to like work on printers. So we were constantly having this thing where we're like, here's a class about 3D printing and I expect you to turn in 3D prints and uh, like none of the printers work. Right. Uh, which is really, that's like the reality of right. 3D printing a lot of times. Uh, so it's not too far off. But uh, yeah, I would be there until about three in the afternoon. So um, I never really had anybody ask for office hours. Occasionally people would ask for help with files uh, and like email me about stuff. But no, I, I didn't spend a lot of time on campus. So having the uh, 12 weeks, mm -hmm. one day, did you ever like write down your lesson plans or was this something that you just sort of just like I had, you had an idea, yeah, you knew where it was going to go, you hoped it would go that way or did you like, so at my school we do yeah. different types of uh, lesson planning. So right. write down, like we, we go through the one like lesson plan. Mm -hmm. um, what was your lesson plans like if you had any? So I uh, pretty much stole all of my content from the guy who designed the course. His name is Sam Sheffield, and he's a teacher in the interactive arts program. And so like yep. the reason the class needed a new instructor was because he was busy teaching new stuff. Okay. So he was, I think that semester at that time, he was teaching a game design course. And uh, I was able to basically take all of his content and uh, punch it up because it was like a year or more old. Mm -hmm. And essentially, like anything that was outdated, I would go find the new thing. Uh, in a few cases, I would change lessons to be like, instead of using this software, we're going to use this software. Um, but for the most part, like I would just uh, put all of the the slides in quotes. We didn't have slides, but I would uh, I basically made a web page for the class and every Every week, like Sunday night or Monday morning, all of the notes would appear, and that would be what I would teach from. And so we would treat the morning uh, like I would do an hour. We would get a break, do a little bit more, and then usually break for lunch. And then when everyone would come back from lunch, it's just like lab time. So go use machines. If you have questions, like I'm happy to help. But for the most part, I'm just here to like answer questions and help when machines break. So now talking about the sort of the last day. <clears throat> Day yeah. twelve, it's time for. I, I guess it would be interesting. How how did you? Well, let's first do this. Mm -hmm. How was your grading system? Like, what did you grade while you were there? So I would have them do several different projects, basically okay. to show like, do you have a basic understanding of these tools? Can you like make a shape? And I would always challenge them. Like, you know, we've learned a few primitives. Like, here's how to make a square and like here's how to make a copy of that and and pull it into 3d space and rotate it and do weird transforms now make something cool from this and i wanted to get them as early as possible like trying to make stuff and right. like see where their imagination takes them and then realize that the printers can't do it right uh because it's that's one of the the big things about this technology is like it's still very limited in what it can do uh without like great expense or time and so the goal is to get them printing stuff and making stuff every, almost every week. Uh, it was more like every two or three weeks. Okay. Um, but they had like small printing projects where I needed them to send me a file and like show off their design and show in the interest of like open source, like how they did it. So like walk through their source code mm -hmm. and share it. And that kind of worked. I don't know. They weren't into it. Um, but then we also had like a mid semester and then a, a final project where the, the goal was to like 
get them to do one big thing that kind of applies and they have multiple weeks to to work over it. I think the class is longer than 12 weeks now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know where I got that 12 number, but I'm like, well, yeah. that, I mean, that would not be enough time to do all the things that they did. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I'm thinking about that. Like you're six, saying all this stuff, you're like weeks? mid, mid, mid semester, then final product. I'm like, when did you, when did they have the time? Like, and nobody asked for lab time. So uh, no, they did, and they okay. they had lab time. Okay. Uh, so the the lab posted hours where people okay, could come good. by, and I mean, you would still get people like panicking, or just like my thing is still printing, yeah. and um, honestly, I don't think anybody really abused that. Right. The 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 kinds of like responsibility shirking would be more like somebody would try to do no work and and like make a clever excuse, right? And, I'm like, you do know that I worked on a website for two and a half years that was nothing but people's 3D models. Like, right. I used to, I used to literally look at everything that was uploaded in case it might be illegal, uh, and I've seen it all. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah, I, I took this thing and I joined it to that, and I'm like, great. So that took you 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's go. Last day, mm-hmm. classes ending. What was your feeling? Like, did you? Did you want to leave? Did you want to stay? Like, what was your your thought process as yeah. that last child walked out? Well, that child, that last person walked out. Yes. Of the, they're all adults. They're all this adults. Is, yeah, yeah, it's, it's college. college. Um, it was very poignant. Uh, it was everyone had really impressed me with their their final projects. There were a lot of really fun, ambitious things. You could see basically folks going from kind of struggling with the tools and being frustrated to bringing in something that's like, okay, now let's apply this to the art that I care about. And that was very powerful. Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't know, a lot of the students were also very sweet. They like brought me gifts and... Were, were they 3D printed? They were not. They <laughs> oh, were, uh, some of them were purchased from the Mica Art Fair, which were very nice. Okay. But then um, there was... Uh, one of my favorites was this like uh, machine knit hat okay. that, that says, uh, I don't know the pronunciation, but it says like Megatont on okay. it. Uh, which means like mega dork. It is like nice. Like, yeah, yeah, it's a super nerd hat. In I want to. I'm going to mess this up. I want to say in Swedish. Okay. Um, and it's lovely and amazing. It's almost always never cold enough for me to wear it, but it's one of my favorite things. And uh, yeah, one of my uh, students was visiting from overseas, mm-hmm. and like then she flew home. But it was yeah, it was it was very good. Yeah, it was a good feeling. All right, uh, we just have a, f- a few more moments, so I'm going to ask uh, two major questions before, well, two minor questions before the major question. Okay. Uh, first one: if uh, if you went back, would you make a nemesis? Would I make a nemesis? Yeah. Uh, no, it's hard enough. My ne- my nemesis is the mornings. Okay. Like getting up early is terrible. Yeah. Uh, the long days are very hard. Okay. <laughs> uh, how would you crush your next student's dreams? Uh, at the top, I would say there is nothing original here. Uh, you're going, everything you make is going to be terrible until you've practiced a lot. Right. And this class, uh, will not be enough time for you to practice a lot because these printers are slow. Nice. And (laughs) then the the big question. Yep. Would you give it a second chance? I think I might. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I actually had the opportunity to give it a second chance and, uh, Similarly to how it was done to me, I took a friend out to beers and convinced him that he should uh, not only teach this class, but that he should take the bus from New York every week to come down to Baltimore. And you were successful in that. I was. He did it. And um, I would hope that he wouldn't do that again. That was very crazy. Right. I do hope that's how the cycle of that class goes now, is that somebody relinquishes it to somebody at... For for whom it's even less convenient. Yeah. It's the defense against the dark arts position. Yeah. They should... uh, 
I guess he would have to get someone from California to teach it. Uh, so there's airplanes involved yeah. or border crossings. Oh, yeah. there you go, Canadians. Yeah. Let's try it. Come down from Toronto. Yeah. No, we love it. It's fine. It's close. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Marty, yeah. uh, for being our guest. Absolutely. Thanks and for having me. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, all right, guys. We'll be uh, right back. The most majestic beast of the American plains, the mighty buffalo. They're gone from the earth, but their memory does live on in this commemorative silver coin minted with pure .99997 silver. Don't put these magnificent creatures out to pasture. The Buffalo Bullion Home on the Range Collector Coin. Okay, and we're back. Hey. Uh, I'm a host again. Yeah, you are. And I can tell because I'm sitting in a terrible chair again. Are you? Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't think about it when you're sitting in it, but the guest chair is much nicer than our chairs. It has to be the reason why we keep getting people coming back. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think we would get fewer people on if we made them sit in these chairs. You don't mind like the back doesn't yeah. actually work. Like it looks fine, but mm -hmm. if I lean back, it would break and fall away. Yeah. It, these chairs are rough, but you know, we'll find some way to get them. Yeah. Maybe we can get some nicer chairs. Yeah. We'll do like a Patreon or something. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, next week, you know, with fall coming, Mm -hmm. um, it's really important to start thinking about all those old types of utensils you were using. Utensils. They're, they're like equipment. Tools. Yeah, tools, if you will. <laughs> okay. Uh, you I know, will. shears and, and yes. you know, lawnmowers. So we're, we're asking, you know, uh, giving chores a second chance, you know? Like, what are you using out there now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah summer's, uh, summer's over. So, you know, would you do everything the same way? Yeah. Uh, should be a good episode. I'm excited yeah. about our guest. Hopefully they show up. Hopefully. <laughs> not, <laughs> not like today. All right. Well, uh, unless there's anything else. No, I think it's, uh, it's about time. All right. Well, everybody, thanks again for listening. This has been another episode of Would You Give It a Second Chance? I'm Marty. And I'm Jonathan. And as always, yeah, why not? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. See you all next time. This episode of Would You Give It a Second Chance was brought to you by the Relaxo 6000 and the Buffalo Bullion Silver Commemorative Coin. We'd like to thank our producers, Amy and Herbie Lobsters. Thanks to Norris Blackman for the show art, and thanks to Skies and Chaos for our theme song, New Day. Check them out on iTunes. And check us out there as well. If you're already subscribed, give us a rating. It really helps. And don't forget to check out the other shows on the Peaksloth Network at peaksloth.com. Peaksloth.com.